Hey, what's up, you Melvins? It's your boy TKO Ryan, one third of the best six man tag team on the planet, The Kingdom. And you were listening to The Locker Room with RBV and Jargo. This is your United States of America. What's up, peeps, freaks, and geeks? Welcome into Season 2, Episode 13 of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by TheGorillaPosition.com and presented by Hameen Media. On this week's episode, Rick and I are breaking down the week that was on the road to WrestleMania, but before we dive in, it's my obligation to tell you this is a podcast by the fans for the fans, bringing you all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world. You can find the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod, on Facebook at Hitting the Marks, shoot us an email at HittingTheMarks at gmail.com. My name is Jargo, I'll be your host for the day. I'm joined, as always, alongside my tag team partner, Huckleberry Number 1. RBV, Rick, welcome back to your show. It's me, it's me. It's that R, the P to the V. And Jargo, today we are continuing our Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast uh, pub crawl. We're coming to you live on my end from Chandler's Bistro, uh, some of the best burgers around, but we're located on the west side of Cincinnati. Uh, that's home for the day. Uh, ready to talk a little pro wrestling action. You know, normally we, we, we save the teases for the end of the show, but but today I can't help it. I'm going to do a tease right off the beginning of the show because next week, Rick, next week, the Hitting the Marks pub crawl hits Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Dude, you're going to be here in like a week. We're going to be recording in the I, same I, I, I room. Know, uh, I, well, I, okay. Are we going to? See, I give him that big tease. We could do some, we're going to do some footage out and about. I give him that big tease, and then his Skype machine goes all stupid on me. He's so excited that even his Skype can't keep up. It, it, you know what? It's actually, let's not blame Skype. I, I bumped the computer. <laughs> I almost jumped out of my chair here. <laughs> oh, tremendous. I actually I, I received a text message from Sydney Irene this morning, and she's like, Rick's going to be here in a week. I'm so excited. And it's like... Hey, you know what? Fuck you. He's my tag team partner, and I've never met the guy. You don't get to get more excited about this than I am. There we go. There we go, man. So uh, what are we diving into here first? Man? Well, well, here's what we're going to do today. Um, Rick and I did not want to cut a show this week. And I can and I can say that because we did not want to talk any WWE this week. And yet, when we put together the format for this show... All there is to talk about is WWE. So we're going to break down the road to WrestleMania. It's going to be a little bit of a short show. I know people are going to feel shortchanged, but you know what? We already gave you the Kelly Klein interview earlier this week. That's 42 minutes of podcast gold right there. Let's get off our backs. Wait, and, I'm, and I'm telling you, you know, the reviews we're getting, uh, people are raving about it. You know, they are absolutely falling in love with this Kelly Klein. Uh, you know, right when we finished the cut, we were like, man, this, what a fantastic opportunity for us. What a personality. Uh, you know, it, it kind of lets us see a different side of the pretty badass because, you know, she's no nonsense in the ring. We don't get to hear a lot from her. Uh, how fortunate we were to, to have the opportunity for her to share that with us. Speaking of no nonsense, coming up Monday inside the locker room over at hackerhameen.podbean.com, we will be talking with TKO Ryan of the Kingdom on his way to uh, Supercard of Honor. Or as we thought on his way to Supercard of Honor, it has now come out that the kingdom is not welcome at Supercard of Honor. Uh, here's another Stooge report, Rick, because we got connections. I actually reached out to Joe Koff, the COO of Ring of Honor, for a comment, and I received one. I'll give it to you Monday inside the locker room over at hackerhameen.podbean.com. And the, and the plot thickens. Oh, yes, the plot absolutely thickens. Uh, let, let, let's talk about a couple more plots that are starting to thicken. On the road to WrestleMania 34. Rick, I guess we would be remiss if we didn't start this whole thing off with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, I, I, I think this is going to be interesting here because I almost feel like in watching this, that was Shane McMahon's promo. I almost wonder if Daniel Bryan was supposed to be home for another week and Shane was supposed to cut that exact same promo. That's what I thought you know, as it, I was watching it, really, it. It felt like something that you that we would have gotten from Shane O'Mac. 
and it would have been the perfect opportunity, you know, to really sell what had happened to Brian the previous week. Yep. Uh, uh, but of course, as we all know through the sheets, you know, it's leaked that, that Shane is, he's laid up in a hospital. Uh, he's, he's got some issues facing him. Uh, it sounds like one of your new Japan guys, so I'm not even going to attempt that one. Diverticulitis. Uh, but it seems like he might be, he might be in some bad shape. Yeah, so I, uh, Sami Zayn has responded. He has uh, accepted the match on uh, Twitter because, you know, we only make matches over the internet now. Uh, that's really starting to annoy me. Um, let's talk about some potential replacements for Shane McMahon in case Shane can't go, which I almost think is a better story at this point if Shane McMahon can't go. Um, well, I, let's start here. Do you, do you expect Shane to be in the ring at WrestleMania 34? Cause from what I've seen, I do not. You know, I, I almost, you know, when you look at the thing, you kind of weigh out, you know, how serious of an issue this could be. Uh, you know, it's, man, it, it's such a toss up, but you know, we're, we're talking about a guy who is just known from, you know, throwing himself off 50 foot platforms and, and for God's sake, you know, he survives helicrasher cop, you know, crashes. Yeah, uh, it, t- it takes it takes a lot to hold this guy down. And I think he's one of those guys. He's just one of those insane performers. Uh, when, I mean, you're going to have to physically prevent, you know, stop him from walking out there and trying to perform at WrestleMania. Well, I mean, I, I guess I feel like the the thing about this match is I expected it to mostly be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beating the ever loving piss out of Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon taking the majority of the bumps. He makes the hot tag to Brian, but now we have this stipulation that if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win, they're back in the company. We have all of this going on with Shane McMahon. Doesn't it only make sense that Daniel Bryan is going to lose his first match. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to be rehired. And whoever the tag team partner is, is probably going to be the one doing the majority of work inside of the match. If she, and aside from the diverticulitis aspect of it, Shane supposedly has like a pulled hernia. I'm not sure I want to get in the ring at WrestleMania 34 against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens with a hernia. When I have to do the majority of the work inside of the match. That's the well, issue. And, and that makes that makes perfect sense there, bud. But like I said, you know, we were talking about a different individual. Uh, you know, just not you know, just not that he's crazy himself, uh, but there's a little bit more crazy in his DNA when he has a McMahon attached to it. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Let's let's talk about a couple of potential replacements in case Shane can't go. Um, I, I've heard a few names kind of floated out there. I've got a couple that I think are incredibly outside of the box. Is there anybody before we jump into those though? Uh, I want to ask you before we jump into those. You know this. You know you see this this divide sometimes, especially with you know the Sparks. You know they there for them. This is a great spot to elevate someone to get them involved with the major program. But I think with the hype and the backing behind this, what I mean, where do you stand? As I think you have to replace him with a big name. See, I, I I go one of a couple of different ways. I think it either has to be a huge name. It has to be somebody that you're trying to give that rub in an NXT call up, or it has to be somebody who has a storied history with Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. That, that right there was one of one of the things I wanted to ask you. And I was doing a little research just before we went on, you know, looking into his past about, you know, who could possibly fill that role. Uh, I mean, you, you know, his history much more than I do. I, I mean, I know most people will immediately be like, oh, I mean, this would be a CM Punk spot. I mean, but who is like a, like a legit answer there? Uh, CM Punk is one that would be in my outside the box. I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen. But CM Punk is one of those kinds of names where it's like he has a history with Brian. He has a history with Kevin. He has a history with Sammy. That's kind of the, the mindset that I'm in. Um, I think the logical one here is Samoa Joe. If you're, if you're looking for that ring of honor, 15 years, we've known these guys connections. I think Samoa Joe absolutely fits into that bill. Now you, you see that, that one kind of got by me. And I think that is absolutely brilliant. Uh, you, you have all that time back to, you know, kind of those originals, uh, those first, that first big boom people you think about from ring of honor. Uh, and you know, it's just not a tight end story with, with Daniel Bryan. 
It's also the tie-in with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, exactly. Um, so th- that's one that I, I absolutely like. I think th- I think that's a good choice, and I think it's a very logical possibility. Um, another possibility that I've heard floated out there, and I, I understand it, but I'm not sure I like it a whole lot, is Johnny Gargano. I understand that you're trying to give that, you know, the small underdog rub to to Gargano. It would make sense. I Obviously, we haven't seen a, a crowd response to anybody like Brian, possibly ever, but the Johnny Wrestling chant is pretty close. You're going to have a bunch of smart marks in there. But he's, he's going to fight Tommaso Ciampa the night before in a non-sanctioned match. Yeah, that that's, you know, my first thought goes to, you know, obviously of the worries of does it, does his act relay? Is it picked up by that larger audience? Uh, there is a significant, difference, you know, difference, especially in this situation between who's going to be at NXT, who's following that, as opposed to you know, who's there for WrestleMania. But you are right; there, there is a greater portion of the fans who are going to be relatable between those two. But I, I hope he. I don't want him to go out and sell another match of this caliber after the night before. Yeah, because I expect that match with Ciampa is going to be just incredibly brutal. Um, I'm, I'm so happy that's announced so we can actually talk about that match now. Um, here's one, and, and I think this is very outside the box. This would obviously be a true one-off because you're not going to get more than one day out of the guy. What if we bring in Steve Carino? Steve Carino is now a coach down at NXT. He was the, the mentor to uh, Kevin Owens. For God's sake, they share the same tattoo. Yeah, you know, mine there is, again... It's great in a you know in a, in a sentiment that yes we understand that, uh, I but I think you know it, it doesn't go much further than us you know even the NXT fans I don't know how much they understand you know that extensive story and there's there's no way in hell that your casual uh, universe fan is going to have any clue about that or even who he is, uh, and on this stage. I could see that at like a B or a C pay-per-view, but not at WrestleMania. Yeah, the, the only way that that really works, as I was talking it through in my mind last night, is if you bring Nigel McGuinness in to do guest commentary, because I, I would trust Nigel to tell that story. I don't trust Corey Graves, Mitchell Cole, or Coach to and tell that story. There. Yeah, and I think, you know, maybe, maybe you could have pulled that off with a month ago, not with a week. Is there anybody else who really stands out? Like, there's nobody else in NXT that I could really see giving that rub to. Oh, all right. You know, uh, if, if we're going to, I don't know about NXT. Uh, it's just, it's, it's too short term. Uh, anything, it really wouldn't make for a better storyline point. It'd be just about getting that person on that stage with the eyes on them. Maybe they go out, you know, they're going to be the one doing the work and taking the big spot. So obviously you're going to get that rub there, but hell, you know what, man, uh, let's get Jim Cornette. Oh man. I, w- I would pay to see that. I would absolutely pay to see that. And that wouldn't take much storytelling either, because, you know, if Cornette and Owens came face-to-face in a ring at WrestleMania, oh my god. Talk about smart marks losing their freaking minds. Holy crap. Um, there we go. I, it's very interesting, because I thought the logical choice would have been Rusev, just to, do the, to, uh, to play off of the whole duly noted concept, but... Uh, I, and I think that again, that you know, that would be like a, something that Shane delivers. Yeah. Uh, maybe he pulls like a notepad out. <laughs> He's going through his notes. He's like, you know, I told you I was going to write this down. Duly noted. Duly noted. Yeah, because that would have been a hot one, man. That that crowd. If you would have had Daniel Bryan and Rusev Day on the same team, holy cow! And Rusev could have carried that match. I just have a feeling that it's not going to be anybody carrying this match. It's going to be Bryan going full speed. That's absolutely what I expect at this point. I, you know, it's going to be, but I think it, it just should come in like short bursts. You know, we're going to get all everything maybe with Brian worked in in like seven, ten minutes. Uh, and this match itself, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be about you know bell to bell. Uh, this is you know, it's just going to be about maybe a couple big moments in the match and more so that reaction afterward. Uh, and I know you know their jobs are on the line. This is professional wrestling. It's WWE. You know, we can we can write that ship later. I just don't see any scenario. Or you know, unless unless you turn Brian, where he sides with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I mean, the ultimate payoff has to be some kind of yes movement at the end, correct? Yeah, I'm telling you, if they try to turn Daniel Bryan and they have Daniel Bryan join with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to go against Shane McMahon, 
and, and which I've heard this theory, but I can tell you this is what's going to happen. That crowd is going to get behind Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beating the shit out of Shane McMahon. You know, uh, I guess this is almost a perfect transition when we're going to talk about major backfires. You know, Vince is probably sitting there, ooh, yeah, this is how I can get Brian finally heal. I'll put him with these guys. Uh, no, that's not how it's going to happen there, Mr. McMahon. This is going to completely backfire on you once again in your, in your planning to get sympathy on one side to another. Uh, they're going to embrace Cammy. Yeah, if, if you turn, if you attempt to turn Daniel Bryan heel, what you're actually going to do is turn Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn babyface. That's what's actually going to happen. Without yeah, any you know, question, that's going to be the backfire. So, speaking of major backfires, speaking of major backfires, uh, Brock beats his dog again. It is it is literally becoming just Brock Lesnar beating the ever-loving tar out of Roman Reigns, trying to get as much sympathy on Roman Reigns as we possibly can, and it's completely backfiring. The crowd literally cheered when Paul Heyman said Roman Reigns is not going to be here tonight. The place popped when they announced Roman Reigns was not going to be there tonight. Well, and you know what they were really looking for here? It's, it's like, I cannot believe they continue to go down this path. And it, it, it constantly, every move they make here, they're getting the opposite reaction of what their intention is. Uh, and, and you said it right here, you know, they're, and Paul is driving home. He's not going to be here. He's not going to be here. And you know what's supposed to be for that drive. When that music hits, they're hoping for that pop. Ooh, he is here. We're going to get, you know, maybe not they're cheering for, but at least they're cheering for a confrontation. Uh, and it was it was cheering that he wasn't going to be there, and then we got the Boo Birds when he when he did actually emerge. Yeah, and th- this is one of those things that just drives me insane. So Roman Reigns was suspended, right? Last week, while he was suspended, he shows up and he has that entire exchange with Kurt Angle and the hired U.S. Marshals and all this other shit. And then this week, we finally get the announcement that Roman Reigns' suspension has been lifted. And Roman Reigns is there again. What the fuck was the point of suspending him? What does a suspension even mean? If you're just going to let him come walking in here and grab a microphone. I mean, good God, they fired Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens last week and they show up at live shows and grab microphones. Let's, I mean, let's put ourselves in their shoes. You know, they, it's lowest common denominator booking at its finest, but they don't, they don't care. They're not, they're not thinking these things through. And even the 10 year old fans are even calling it out now. Like, okay, this doesn't make any kind of sense at all. But in their mind is they're relating suspension with rule breaking, badass, uh, assaulting authority. We're going to get a stone cold reaction. Well, there's a major difference between these two. Stone cold was over. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest difference. I mean, you know, it, it, it kind of it reminds and it kind of relatable to another Stone Cold argument this week over in the Hameen discussion group. It, you know, they were comparing, oh, Jim Ross was on Cornette's show, and, and this is a story that Will shared, some quotes from there. And Jim Ross was putting over Nakamura as being that same kind of talent as Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, you know, a couple of us were making some different comparisons, uh, you know, how relatable they are, or, you know, where they share some qualities, where they where there's differences. And Ben put it together. He came in and, and laid it out perfectly. He said one uh, could could get over like crazy and move merchandise like nobody else, and the other is Nakamura. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I fault WWE a lot for that. Um, we'll talk about Shinsuke here uh, here shortly. Uh, let's let's stay on Brock. Rick, what has this build told you? What do you expect at WrestleMania? Because the more and more I'm watching uh, the Beast beat his dog, the more and more I'm leaning towards Spear, Superman Punch, one, two, three. I don't think, I think we're going to get a story going back to early WrestleManias. Uh, I think we're going to get a match very reminiscent of something that we would see from Hulk Hogan. Uh, you know, high intensity, maybe there at the beginning. Uh, the hero in this case will be, you know, reluctantly on the fans' part, will be played by Roman Reigns. He's going to get that beat down. We're going to have that 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 kind of, you know, not the exact hulking up moment, but you're going to have that that turn in the, the tides, uh, and then we're we're going to see that big win. I think they're going to expect that big hero's welcome. And I and you know, here you got in here, you know, is Brock staying? Is is he going? I think that they're really feeding. This is the, some fine trolling on behalf of the company to to fuel that reason of why 
they want us to, to go against Brock Lesnar here. I'm just looking at the booking of how this entire thing has been playing out. The more and more Brock Lesnar just beats the ever-loving tar out of Roman Reigns, the more you know Roman Reigns is going to get his back at WrestleMania. And I'm just afraid that it's going to be the bell's going to ring and it's going to be Goldberg versus Owens. Spear, Superman punch, actually, one, two, three. I actually think we're going, we're going to get 15 to 17 out of these guys. It's going to close the show. Because, you know, that last match is all about the moment. It's about the celebration afterwards with that WrestleMania sign. It's about them building a moment going forward. And in my mind, there's no way in hell they're not going to give that to Roman. Uh, you know, like it or not, they are invested here. Vince is, Vince is he's sticking to this come hell or high water, man. I, I find it interesting, and it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. WrestleMania Sunday, Rick's predicting 15 to 17 minutes. I'm predicting that this match is going to be under three minutes. That's where I stand in, in, in watching how they have built this thing up. Which one of us will be right? Which one will be wrong? I don't know, but chances are we'll both be intoxicated. Uh, let, let, let's go on to somebody else who is obviously intoxicated here, and that is John Cena. Go home, John Cena. You're drunk. Because these last couple weeks worth of promos, man, I'm just... This program could have been really, really cool. This match could have been something very, very special. And now it's it, it's almost become a parody of the wrestling business to me. You know, just going back to, you know, as the calendar turned over, we've been talking about this. They've had the makings of this uh, just truly traditional classic story that was that any can relate to fans of all ages of all walks of life it, it's classic theater it's it gets you to invest emotionally it's a tale that we've all go through in our everyday life they have the making of that with john cena you know he's dealing with that emotional struggle and then you bring you know he's as we always say you know he's doing some serious soul searching uh and who better kind of plug in there when you're talking about souls than the dead man I mean, the story writes itself there, uh, but now they've turned this thing into where John Cena essentially is uh, my super sweet 16 entitled little brat uh, who, who's out just kind of using, you know, his stroke. And now, he, you know, he's just firing out insults, just trying to lure someone into, you know, into getting his way. And we're getting no response from the other side. We're a week away. Uh, this has been absolutely uh, just a train wreck. Do you think The Undertaker should have answered Cena this week so that at least we would have like a week to follow up before WrestleMania? Yeah, it, it, it's one of the situations I don't want to go back and look at these things. I think we should have started getting things from, uh, uh, you know, following Facelink. Yeah, I'm, I'm very checked out on this American badass thing again. Uh, because at this point, I feel it has to be the dead man undertaker because there's no way that you're going to convince me that any kind of badass is going to let John Cena run his mouth like he has for the last three weeks without showing up to shut it. I, I really think you can, even with the badass, I, I have, I have a different issue with now presenting the badass. I'm still in favor of it. I think that's the best way you go with it. Um, and you could write it off, you know, with, from your viewpoint, as you know what boy i've been sitting here you're below me look at how pathetic you are you're you're a freaking joke now i've now i've decided you know what i'll come to you on my time they can go that route with that my worry is is we you know when we started talking about which character should he betray is this enough time to get people to understand what that badass character was because there's even a lot of throwbacks i mean you know, in the grand scheme of The Undertaker, that was a very short period of time. Uh, I know guys that, you know, that I watched through through high school and in early college, they don't know who the badass is. Well, that's what I'm saying. If, if you were going to do that, you needed to do it this week. So next week, you could be running video packages about the American badass character so people would realize it. They would have a week's worth of time to go back on the network and digest the content. It just seems like that would have made sense to me. But as it is... We, we've just basically gotten no build. It's just Cena on a microphone rambling endlessly. And I'm trying to think, you know, some of the bikers that I, that I, that I do know, you know, sometimes, you know, they will sit back, you know, they're not going to come to you on your terms. They're going to wait and get you on when they want to. 
So now, do you want to see The Undertaker next week, or do we just hold him off until WrestleMania at this point? I think you. I think you need to do it. You have to establish it. You need some kind of, and you don't want to run the risk of at WrestleMania he comes out on that bike and people are like, "What the hell is this?" I, I think you need to establish it, establish it, and then for us that do understand it, I feel like we need a reason to get excited for this. See, I feel like at this point, I don't even want to see Undertaker. I just want to see like the WrestleMania sign burst into flames and have uh, John Cena take that as his answer. That's kind of where I'm at with it at this point. I just, just give me the, the effect so that you know Undertaker has accepted and he will see you Sunday at WrestleMania. You have to buy the network if you want to see the dead man. Here's, all right, here's, here's just a different thought. You know, you got, you got seen out there making his last plea, give me anything. Or, you know, you, you're, a complete, you're a complete pansy. You're not a man that can do this. So we are used to the Druids lighting the Iowa. What if we got Druids on Harleys? I would actually be entertained by that. I would be entertained by that. Huh. That's an interesting uh, proposal. May have to may have to take a look at this weekend uh, how how to bring Undertaker back because that that's an interesting proposal right there. Druids on Harley's, I like that. I like that. Yeah, you know, and I think you know we're one of those things where it, it seems to be a running theme with WWE. It's it, it hurts to look back and talk about how to fix it. You know, maybe we should be looking forward to how they can save things. Let's see if they can uh, save this project because uh, at this point. I, I am 100% completely out on this entire angle. Uh, Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon. Uh, I don't even know where in the world to begin here. Uh, I guess let's start at the, the Hunter and Stephanie training package. Um, the, this seems to be rather polarizing. It seems like some people absolutely loved it and some people absolutely hated it. I'm kind of in the middle on it. I like Stephanie's part of it and I hated Hunter's part of it. What did you think of that entire package? You know, I'm really with you. And, and I will say, I think a lot of people that weren't, uh, you know, really behind it or, or saw it as a positive, I think they focused too much on the aspects where, you know, they showed Stephanie working out. And they're talking about, you know, how she, she does this around the clock. She's constantly. So it, I think a lot of people were like, they're, they're, make, they're trying to really make us believe that, that she is a physical threat. You know, to me, what really worked in the package is that the continual reminding that, you know what, she is a total bitch. And it is her company. She is McMahon. And they will do anything that they possibly can to, to get their way in business. I mean, they are the lowest walk of life. Uh, there is no low too low. And she is prepared to go there. I really like Stephanie being completely delusional and saying Ronda Rousey should fear me. I really enjoy that aspect of it. Um, but what I want out of Hunter, on the other hand, is for Hunter to almost be concerned for Stephanie, for Hunter to actually realize what it is that we're up against here. And he's like, he's trying to help Stephanie out, but he realizes that this is a losing battle and it's going to be him having to take out Kurt Angle because if Rhonda gets her hands on Stephanie, this thing is over. Hey, and I, I, I kind of sucked it is the game in the game you know he was there putting over stephanie and her importance in the match hey and they know they've got kurt angle's balls in their possession and he was barely even mentioned he was an afterthought i i thought that was a great game plan i i i'm really in i'm i'm kind of confused in how they're building this thing because to me the story here should be triple h versus kurt angle and they're making the story Ronda Rousey versus Stephanie McMahon. I feel like this entire build is completely backwards. We should be playing more off of the Kurt and Hunter dynamic than the Rousey and Stephanie dynamic. Because at this point, I know two things. I know Stephanie McMahon does not stand a snowball's chance in hell in a fight against Ronda Rousey. And I know that Kurt Angle is a broken down old man. Well, I mean, let's really think about, you know, the, the company objective. It's not what's going on with Kurt and, and H. And let's be honest here. You know, Angle is, what is he, a second or third option at best in this match? You know, he he's that replacement. Yep. Yeah, he is the replacement so, so, you know, he's an afterthought. He's an afterthought here. And they're not really, they're not banking on him to help the company or helping Stephanie's lady balls grow bigger going down the road. 
Uh, these pads are just put in here because they wanted Stephanie in the ring with Ronda. They knew it would be a complete joke on its own. So you got to have these guys in here too. But you're right. I mean, we had that one mention of Kurt saying that promise. You know, I said when you put your hands on me again, there'll be repercussions. Oh, uh, you know. But ever since that serious moment with Kurt, you know, we got again. We got the the you know the buffoon general manager who had to hand apparently had to hand his balls back over to his bosses. Yep. Yep. Uh, where are you at with uh, Rousey at this point? On on this show, we saw the uh, Ronda Rousey and Absolution exchange. She tosses Sonya Deville around a little bit. She gets Mandy Rose down in the armbar. I thought the armbar looked great. Give me more of the armbar. Give me less of everything else because everything else just looks like shit. Well, you, you know... Kind of what we had up to this point, and, and I really have to agree with with our good friend from the other side of the drink, uh, Money MacGyver. You know, I think fans are really over expecting right now. You know, she's been thrown into the deep end, and this is a completely different world than what she's used to in MMA. Uh, it, and I think Money brought up a, a great point in a recent conversation over in the Hami Media Discussion Group. You know, a lot of people were were knocking maybe you know how she throws a suplex. Well, first of all, she wasn't throwing a suplex. Uh, you know, she was using some of you know her whatever different martial art training there and it was a completely different move uh, and, and she's coming from a world where she is trained to be a killer and attack and she's entering something where you know your whole job is to protect your dance partner that's going to take some transitioning and, and sure she formed in large crowds but it's not the same as sports entertainment where you're interacting directly with these individuals she's been like i said she's thrown in with the shark she's thrown into the deep end we have to give her time and i think the best and it would, they did her no favors by early on overexposing her weaknesses uh but you know i i'm still going forward i'm excited to have her a part of, of wwe about of professional wrestling i just wish they would start presenting her in a better light okay here's my problem with uh you and uh money macgyver's theory okay Today is opening day of. If you totally disprove our our stance, uh, remember it is Money McGuire. Okay, fair enough. Uh, today is opening day for baseball, right? So there's going to be a lot of rookie. Uh, not here in Cincinnati. We got rain out. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it's just the tears of the Cleveland Brown fans. You know, it just it flooded Cincinnati. Today. Well, you know, you know, it's, it's a rainy day. Baseball baseball got uh, moved to tomorrow, so I, I might just shoot up the Rudin Road and hang out with uh, Kelly Klein. Nice. Well, let's let, I, let, let let's take a look at this thing from a different objective, okay? Let's let's say that your Cincinnati Reds are playing today, okay? And they have a new hot shot rookie closer, okay? He's never played in Major League Baseball before, let alone in an opening day scenario in a city like uh, Cincinnati, right? So it's the it's the bottom of the ninth. And, or the top of the ninth, as the case may be, if you're in Cincinnati. Two guys are out. Bases are jacked. We bring in this new rookie closer. Do you really think that the guy at the frickin' plate is just going to stand there with his goddamn bat on his shoulder? No. You're in the fire, kid. This is what you're fucking here for. And if you ain't ready for it, then get the fuck off the roster. Because you don't belong here. You shouldn't be in this situation to begin with. And that is on management. And that is what is wrong with this entire Ronda Rousey thing. If she's not ready, then fine. She's not ready. Then she shouldn't fucking be there to begin with. Well, I, I know. I, I think you're going a little overboard, man. You're comparing. It's like apples and oranges. You know, you can't compare. We're more on the theater side here. You know, she's not there to sell some tickets and tell a story. Uh, and, I, and you're protecting Jack. She's not going to have to do a lot in a match. Uh, and I agree with you. They could have done. They could have gone a number of different directions here. But we are in this path. This is what they're doing here. Uh, I just really wish they wouldn't have. Uh, she like our biggest fear. She was going to work too much like a mark, and she talked too much. Yep, they, they they expected her to be a Kurt Angle or a Brock Lesnar, somebody who could transition from one style to another, and she's just not. She's a typical human being who's learning how to wrestle. This is going to take a couple of years. But if you're going to throw her into big events at WrestleMania, then she better know how to fucking work, or we're going to shit all over it. Well, you know, this goes right back. You know, we're talking about, you know, if you're really serious about your women's evolution, you've really wanted a true great moment to introduce her to your company and get all your PR. And if and you wanted to 
great first. You could have closed that show with Asuka versus Charlotte. Street, not even both house, streak versus just Charlotte with her either in that, you know, that Ken Shamrock role of the ring, you know, the referee or the ringside enforcer like Tyson, you would have been hot. You still get all your PR, you get all your press. But once again, this goes back to the Stephanie agenda. It's all about the Stephanie McMahon brand and the entire product suffers because of that. Yep. Absolutely. 100% agreed. And speaking of programs that are suffering, thanks to McMahon's, uh, this one, of course, suffering thanks to Shane McMahon, and that would be AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. They have just been absorbed by the black hole that is SmackDown Live. I mean, we should be way more excited for this program than we are. Tuesday night on SmackDown, we finally get a little bit of story. We see a little bit of fire out of Nakamura to where he could have taken Styles out, but chose not to. Next week, I expect Styles will have Nakamura in some sort of predicament and choose not to take him out. This is just paint-by-numbers booking at its simplest, man. And there's just no heat in this program whatsoever. Yeah, this goes back, you know, this this entire program, this is a rib. This is them just jerking around the smarks, the people that were kind of demanding this. We want this end. Oh, we gave it to you? Now you guys are mad about this? No, because everyone's over-expecting here. I mean, God forbid they put any kind of effort into like a story going into this to get you excited yeah i know you know there's that possibility of one of them turning at mania but i'm sorry i mean what's the reason what's the hook to even to invest here and and again you know wrestling is a time of year where you want to you know you're out there trying to bait the casuals and the throwbacks to give you more attention you know come april 9th Uh, they're gonna look at this thing and i'm i'm actually sorry and i'm gonna go out and say this might be one of those to, you know, to steal your gimmick a little bit, you know, the unpopular opinion of the week. You know, unless this opens and this falls somewhere in the middle of that car, uh, this could very well be a bathroom break for like 40% of the audience. Just because simply they don't understand or get this. Nakamura tried to hold his own on the microphone this week. Um, it was a lot better than it has been, but is it good enough? I mean, are you going to let this guy run around with the WWE championship and, and cut promos and do press and uh, his English is getting better, but is it good enough? I, and I, I think there are ways around it. I mean, you, you could get by the language barrier, uh, but you know, when he does present himself, it shouldn't be as a joke. You know, he forgot to he's the king of strong style. We need to return to that. You know, I, we've been screaming. We want to see more chaos out of him, but all we're getting now, you know, he's, uh, Mother Goose Nursery Rhymes. He's to uh, Jerry. A little bit more serious. And, and I always get the feeling that they're, they're thinking they have a more athletic to Jerry interest using that blueprint. Yep. Uh, and it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're not even 12 months away from him being the next Fubnaki and being SmackDown's number one announcer. <laughs> oh, God, that would be so bad. Yeah, I just I don't feel like Shinsuke is ready for the title. He should be. This should be a crowning moment for Shinsuke Nakamura, and I just don't feel it. It, it absolutely shows. It, it There is... Damn sound proof that this is a rip. This is this is just them saying, hey, we gave you what you wanted. Now you guys are crapping on us. We know what we're doing. We're going to keep doing what we want. Uh, there was there was no to win the Rumble. And then from there, on their side, there was no fanfare. I mean, he could have disappeared for a month for all we, all we know. But he essentially did. Yep. Yep. Uh, let, let, let's send out some congratulations on the show today to uh, a, a gentleman that I know we're both big fans of. That, of course, being the Miz, the Miz and Mrs., Bringing in uh, Monroe Sky Mizanin into Ooh, the world last I like night. That. That's a beautiful like that name. name. Beautiful name. They they release a very beautiful picture too of like the three of them all holding hands. It was great. Uh, congratulations to the Miz and Misses. Um, let's talk about Miz TV because that was undoubtedly one of my highlights to the week, and the highlight itself was Miz cutting a promo on Cleveland, Ohio. I loved it, man. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. I live in Los Angeles. Fantastic stuff. And they're left. What was that? Uh, again, you know, a few that truly get it that are, there are, again, there are few that truly get it. And he is such a master of his craft. Is, and those, the crowds, they race him. And you know, they're through that. Uh, Miz, you know what? He owns you no matter where you're at, man. He, he, 
he could be at his own family's uh, dinner table coming up here on Easter and have them booing him out of the house. Well, he uh, he, he uh, definitely brought up some family ties inside of the uh, Miss TV promo this week. What did you uh, think of uh, your your boy Curtis Axel and his response when Miz said that he was going to be a greater Intercontinental Champion than Mister Perfect? Do you know what he does? Curtis Axel is one of those underappreciated just by everyone talents. I, I don't think so in the in the company because everyone has a role that they play, and there's a reason he's been there for so long. And you see him kind of reemerge in these spots continually because he is so good at those little things. Uh, even when he's saying nothing, he's amazing. Uh, and this was one of those moments where you give him 35, 40 seconds, and he's one of the biggest shining stars on the show. Uh, mad props to Bo Dallas. I thought he really stepped up his game this week, too. I thought that was the best Bo has looked uh, in a again, long time. You know, he's one of those guys that just, you know, Bo is one of those guys, again, he just gets it. You know, it, to put together a show, you have bit players. You know, he's, his family has had to run all those roles. They've done everything. He gets it. But when you have a moment to shine, you grab it. Yeah, I thought Bo Dallas looked absolutely fantastic this week. Uh, reminded me a little bit of... Uh, no, immediately... How... Go ahead. Uh, immediately over on the Hamimia discussion group in Acer's live chat thread during this thing, I was I went right to it. I said, guys, this is a ploy. But I thought the ploy was going to play itself out until WrestleMania, uh, where you thought Miz was actually alone, and then here come his boys. Yeah, uh, I didn't really understand the whole Balor and Rollins involvement. I understand like what was going on. It just completely missed for me. I, I would have much rather that they actually kept that tension building until Mania. What really killed me from what kind of took the segment downhill is I, you know, I'm sorry, I know it's your boy and all this. Uh, Balor's completely terrible on it, Mike. And you could tell he's just overly forcing it. Uh, he. He's the guy that just needs to just have bullet points. He needs that natural flow. And Seth is absolutely terrible at trying to force himself getting over as a face. The guy's just it's just an asshole. He's better at that role, and you can tell he's really trying hard to hit those buzzwords to get those pops. I feel like you could give those scripts to fucking Al Pacino and uh, Tom Cruise. And it would be a shitty movie because the dialogue that is written for them is just god fucking awful. Well, you know, it's it's like it's great to say, you know, that's like giving Cruz Pacino scripts for a PBS telethon. Yeah, it's just god awful. I don't know how they expect anybody to get over with the kind of dialogue that they're writing. Just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, let, let's talk about the U.S. title match because I thought this was one of my highlights of the week. Rusev Day joining the triple threat to make it into a fatal four-way. It is now coming out that this is actually WWE rewarding Rusev for actually selling merch this year and getting himself over rather than sticking him in the damn battle royal. Good for Rusev. I don't think he's going to win this match, but Good for Rusev. He absolutely deserves this spot. Now, you see, I was a little bit disappointed here. You know, I've been a huge proponent for, you know, upping Royal. You know, a proud, a proud carrier of the Andre the Memorial Battle Royal Trophy going forward. You know, I just, I, the imagery would have been just so amazing to have that trophy there with him at all times as he is being uh you know with dude you're breaking up so English, bad i can't know, just understand a word pumping him up. i thought that would have been just something uh, the andre trophy wearing a roost update t-shirt as they travel this great country it's my fear you know he's entering this uh the u.s title picture now is he going to take the pinfall probably probably that 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 wouldn't surprise me at all um i i, I think it's but, just you know what but at least he is there I think it's a, more so a matter of we have seen Rude versus Mahal. We have seen Rude versus Orton. We've seen Orton versus Mahal. We've seen every combination of this thing. You had to get Rusev in there to to, to add something to this match because otherwise it was just going to be flat. Well, I agree. And it, what's going to be even more amazing uh, with this crowd? You know, we are talking. There are differences even with the Sparker crowd. Uh, Randy's probably he's still going to have his backers. Uh, but this thing is good. They're going to turn on these other three. Yeah. This thing is going to be 
be all. I mean, this Rusev Day chant down there, it might rival the Yes chant. Yeah, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. Um, I did and have, and that's exactly one reason I don't see him going over. They don't want him to have that moment over a Daniel Bryan moment. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. That's a very good point. Uh, my my personal suggestion for this uh, entire program right now is uh, we actually turn this into a fatal five-way, and we throw our boy BWO Stevie into this match, too, because I want to see BWO Stevie versus Rusev. I want to see that match. Let's, let's throw it over to a word from our boy Stevie Richards Fitness. Hey, this is Stevie Richards, and I'm here to tell you, you don't necessarily need all this equipment to get in the best shape of your life. All you need is this, a resistance band. I'm so excited to offer the 12-week resistance band training program to you, which features an interactive PDF with full overview videos, modifications, descriptions of all the exercises, scalability, no matter what fitness level or what age you are, the PDF scales the workout to you. Also, after your instant download of the PDF, you get full direct email support right from me, as well as access to a Facebook group with an awesome interactive community. I can't wait to help you take control of your fitness journey. So just put in stevierichardsfitness.com, go to the store, and download the 12-week resistance band training program. Okay, Rick. So now let's let's talk about the rest of this stuff. And I, I I've got nothing here because this stuff is it's just this entire 
second half of the show is god awful to me as far as what they did this week. Uh, let's let's start things off with Braun Strowman. Uh, the bar holding their own against Braun Strowman. Of course, last week we saw Cesaro go one-on-one with Braun and went basically 50-50. And then this week we get Sheamus versus Braun. They go basically 50-50. So now we know that Braun absolutely needs a tag team partner going into WrestleMania. You know, at this point, uh, I'm more concerned about the bar side of the story. I'm kind of disconnected with Braun right now. And I get what they're doing. I'm not going to knock it anyway. Uh, what, if you're the bar, you know, your, your main beef is, I know you're the villains, you, you take it on the chin, but you know, last year they got screwed, the Hardys just show up, and now they have to go in to uh, another WrestleMania with not even knowing what they're up against, and let's be honest with you, you know, they've been fighting champions and they've beaten all comers. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved when Sheamus and Cesaro were like, we want to know who your partner is, we want time to prepare, you know, like a real match, but no... They just keep pulling the shit. I mean, I, I, I think it's right that the tag team champions should at least know who in the hell their challengers are going to be at the biggest show of the year. I mean, heaven forbid. Well, and I could see like, and I know they are the villains, you know, sometimes they, they go, you know, take the underhanded methods to, you know, to get to their win, but they've, they've dominated your division for, a, you know, over a year and, and it beaten all covers. Yeah. Doesn't make a whole lot of it's, sense. You know, me. it's, you know, it's not like back in the day with like Honky Tonk Man, who, yes, he had that longest ring, but he might only got like, you know, over other top superstars, like two pins. Yeah. And they were over Coco Beware. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these guys are beating the, the best of your best so-called today. Oh, man. Don't be bringing up Coco Beware, man. Holy cow. BRV and Strangler Steve and Bello getting hot about Coco Beware on the on the Wednesday locker room this week. I, I'm not sure I'd be bringing up Coco in, in the studios. Hold, hold on. Hold on. You know what? That's just kind of – that's just kind of uh, – Think about that link because I haven't had a chance to catch that show yet. So I guess we're all just become we're becoming such great brothers. Uh, you know the same topics are on our mind, or maybe I'm just talking to Billy Ray a little too much, man. Uh, uh, you know he's got this cons- all this conspiracy stuff in my mind. He, he's feeding me all this stuff, especially around Easter and the holiday and and how what it represents and all this. Uh, man, he, he uh, I guess no pun intended, man. That rabbit hole is is right there. You know, I, I, I would almost rather talk about and break down the Wednesday locker room than I would the SmackDown tag team title program. I am so checked out on this. At least this week, we finally see New Day return as a unit. I'm not sure if that was good or bad because I was enjoying serious Big E. And now we're back to gyrating hips and booty jokes and... Words flashing on the screen like 1966 Batman, and it's just god awful, man. You know, I guess the only hope here is they're trying to ride this out for a quick two week, just sell as much merch as we can. Uh, and, and you know, I'm hoping, you know, after you know, maybe they fall short at WrestleMania, that you know, Big E's kind of looks at this thing and says, you know what, man, maybe the time for jokes are over, uh, and maybe that's something we can look forward to heading into you know, spring, early summer. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, so let's, speaking of God awful, let's uh, throw it over to the Jersey Mike segment presented by Kleenex. Introducing new softer Kleenex tissues. Now in prettier packages. Sometimes a little change can make a big difference. Kleenex, softer, prettier. God awful. What could I possibly be talking about when I say god-awful? Oh, I don't know. Nia Jax versus Mickey James. This entire Alexa versus Nia program. This is just freaking disgraceful to me. I have nothing good to say about this program. Nothing. I think we could almost... We could talk everything going on in like a conversation. Yeah, I really. Uh, here's really what I from Alexa and Nia. Okay, uh, here's, what, here's what I get from those two. Uh, I've told you this during private conversations. You know, really what we're learning, and we, everyone knows what this is. They're seeing right through this. Uh, you know, this is a mean girls. Uh, this is a bullying story, which they're not even getting right. But essentially what we're learning is, you know, Naya has done nothing to, to earn or deserve. Uh, the company themselves have come right out and said, we are giving her this. And they're giving this because someone was mean to her. So this is a message to all your children. If, if you just feel mistreated, it, it, if you think that you know other people are, are doing better or something in that way, then then you're going to be given opportunity. That's not a message you want to be sending. 
uh, this is my piss break match of WrestleMania. And the reason this is my piss break match of WrestleMania is because I don't want to watch Alexa Bliss lose the title to Nia Jax. And I see absolutely no way around that. Do you see any way Alexa retains at Mania? No, it's the story you're telling. I, and the way you are laying this out, I, I, I just, I, I'm with you. You know, unless, uh, you know, she goes over, you know, in some kind of cheating fashion and Nia shows up and like shoots everybody. Uh, I, I don't know where like your payoff to society is. Yeah. Uh, this is a story of you can overcome because you're the ugly ducky duckling and you turn into the beautiful swan. And there, and it, it, it's going to get worse here after this, brother. We're going to get PR tour. She's going to be on the campaign. Uh, big is beautiful. I'm your champ. It's, it's just going to be sickening. Uh, I'm already puking in my mouth. Uh, let's talk well, about, you know, talk about, talk about sickening. Oh, uh, are, are you talking about Charlotte versus Oscar? Is that, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> this is, this is absolutely just, uh, a, a complete tragedy. Tragedy. Dude, this week's hype on SmackDown for this thing. Uh, let's even on raw. The hype was Oscar in a squash match where the person who got the most attention and the biggest rub was the frost girl. Uh, and then on SmackDown, the big payoff is a fucking tweet. Yep. Yep. Evidently, your precious Shar Shar had to have some uh, dental surgery uh, at some point this week. And, and for some reason, wasn't cleared. I don't know if it was like a root canal or what, but kind of irrelevant. She sounds like she'll be fine. Well, well you, you know, you know, WWE ran through the Ohio Territory this last week. Uh, and my Stooges, the Mean Gene Hotline, is reporting uh, that one Lake Erie dweller uh, might have had something to do with it. You know, the, the cleaning was too much semen between her uh, cuspus and molar. Wow. Uh, so these two women uh, actually will be in the ring against one another next week. In the mix match challenge, I'm still trying to process that comment. Wow, how do I move yeah, on from that? You no know, one else can even see us. I keep wiping my nose, and you're sitting there like Rick. I know you're in Cincinnati party this weekend. Like you got a cocaine crowd. I'm like, no, it's just my nose is running. <laughs> <laughs> how much more can we fit into this? Hey, I told you we'd spice up this women's segment. I'm talking about the uh, uh, cuspus encrusted semen. I'm, I'm and cocaine. I, uh, I I am absolutely convinced that Asuka is going to win the SmackDown Women's Championship and take it to Raw. That's I'm absolutely convinced that's what's going to happen here. Why the fuck is Asuka still on Raw? She's challenging the SmackDown Women's Champion. It, it's a flagship show. I think what they're really going to do is she's... Well, and here's my biggest fear, because what we saw at the Mixed Match Challenge, uh, that after WrestleMania, we are going to get a love triangle program with Bobby Roode, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. Dude, I, I, I don't know how much more of this WWE crap I can take. Uh, let, let, let's talk about uh, the one thing that I have been told you want to put over on this show. Rick's highlight of the week. Sasha Banks versus Bailey in a backstage you know brawl. This is my highlight reel. I, I, you know what? It, you know, is hell freezing over? Uh, Jerk, are you still in your chair? Uh, because I'm going to put over Sasha Banks and Bailey. Go for it, because I thought it was awful. For me, for me, this was my most enjoyable part of this show. Or this whole week. I thought it was awful. I've been, I, I, I'll, 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 I'll start mine and then let you go off here, bro. Uh, you know, for me, I, I've liked this slow burn. I like to, to, for me, you know, I'm a traditionalist. I like the good storytelling. We're getting that here. And I, and They've actually, you know what they've done too, uh, which I've been asking with the Andre match. You know, they've given us a reason. There's something to invest in going into this women's WrestleMania Battle Royal. Now, why did you hate it? Professional wrestling is at its best when there is a good guy or a girl and a bad guy or a girl. And you want to see one person win and you want to see one person lose. These two right now, I just want to see them both lose. I can't stand either one of them. There is not a single redeeming quality to Sasha Banks or Bailey at this point. 
Just turn one of them. Turn one of them. Because at this point, you're making them both unlikable. And I don't care who wins the match. I just want to see them both get their ass kicked. I think we're going to have that defining moment within that Rumble match, and that's going to be your program going forward. Uh, and like I said, you know, this isn't a marquee spot. The reason I really enjoy this is they're actually doing something down the card. And I don't think this, and I know there's been people saying, oh, this could be a big match in Brooklyn. I don't want it to go. No, it shouldn't be. This is this is fourth or fifth of importance with just within the women's division, let alone the entire company or, you know, just Raw and SmackDown. It works. For me, at least they're doing something with undercard talent, and we're getting some payoffs here. I'm all for a slow burn, but man, this thing started in January, and we're not any further than we were in January, and we're going on April. Let's let's move it along a little bit here. Well, yeah, I, one thing I am cool with, though, is because you know, it, actually, they are concentrating outside of one story with the women. You know, again, this would have been just an eight-woman tag. To open up the pre-show, you know, at least it is getting some attention. Uh, but here's my biggest pressing, you know, question for you. I know we're we are inside the Jersey Mike segment, as presented by Kleenex. These are two of his favorite, you know, not just women but talents in all professional wrestling. Uh, and my question to you is, though, you know, is he going to have Sasha on this hand, Bailey on this hand? Is he going to be rotating during the match? That that would be my uh, anticipation. That would be my anticipation. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like you know the remote control. And, and outside of Kleenex, you know, you know, with the with the cleanup here, is he gonna is Kleenex gonna be enough, or is he gonna need the Jim Cornette burger cow? <laughs> Did you see the uh, trophy for this thing for this women's battle royal? You know what they, ju- you know, it's it's almost like an omen that they shouldn't have ever even done this thing because at every turn they just can't get anything right. God bless them. They put a vagina on top of a trophy. No, that's V for victory. Or that's V for Billy Ray Valentine or that is, Richard Bronson victory. That is an animated reproductive, every like women's reproductive system thing that you've ever seen in your life. I don't even want to talk about the men's battle royal because I don't care. As, as Jersey Mike calls it, the, the, the geek battle royal. I don't care. At this point, I, I hope that young upstart, I hope that young upstart Dolph Ziggler wins the men's battle royal. How, how big of a fucking idiot is Dolph Ziggler? He comes out, he lays down the U.S. title, and now his reward is he's in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. You know what I would really love? You know, to go back to just really getting him over on something. Get everyone in the ring. Dolph comes in. As everyone's sitting there, you know, that moment where you square off, you kind of measure each other up. You know, you got 20-plus guys there. It's going to be just a big, massive brawl for all. Uh, Dolph grabs the mic, cuts a a, a pretty cool promo, and then just eliminates himself and leaves. That would be actually entertaining. you You know what? I'm bigger than Andre the Giant. I'm bigger than his battle royal. And ladies and gentlemen, I am getting ready to leave the building because I've got 1.5 million reasons why I'm bigger than WrestleMania. That would be entertaining. That would probably be better than the battle royal. Probably better than uh, the that battle might, royal. That actually would probably be better than uh, we've got so far, what, 13 matches on this show? That'd probably be better than 10 of them. Absolutely. So that's going to wrap things up for this week. Rick and I will be back in your ear holes this weekend over here at hittingthemarks.podbean.com. And then, of course, we'll be back in the locker room this Monday over at hackerhameen.podbean.com. Until then, visit our support system over at thegorillaposition.com as they tell the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. Of course, you can find the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod, on Facebook at Hitting the Marks. Shoot us an email at hittingthemarks at gmail.com. As always, you can find me across all social media platform at NotJargo. RBV, how do the marks find you? Well, as always, you know, they can personally find me uh, across all social media at The Real RBV. Uh, we're coming up on a huge week, you know, during all these major events, we, we go over the top, but it is WrestleMania week, you know, so it's time to hit an extra cycle of gas. You know, we, we are going full throttle. Uh, so much more content coming out. And we're going to, you know, I want to remind everyone out there, WrestleMania week's just not about Raw and SmackDown. So much other great content going out there. And uh, Jargo and I have made it our personal mission. Make sure you know where to find that. And we're going to be chatting it up throughout the week. Uh, as all of our partners are over on the Hameen uh, Media Network. 
Brother, and uh, once again, as I always put over Paul Mandy shows, head on over to Facebook and make sure that you are finding the Hamimi Discussion Group. Join in all the great conversation. I am looking forward to uh, seeing everyone this weekend and kicking off the biggest week in pro wrestling. Season 2, Episode 13, and the can. We'll talk to you this weekend. For now, we're off like a prom dress. See ya! Watch your fingers. Enable me. I don't give a f- Bad guy. <laughs> you know I will be so bad guy.